Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. Hello, welcome to this podcast um, focused on very brief advice for smoking. This is um, sometimes shortened to VBA, so we will be kind of referring to it as VBA kind of throughout this this podcast. But really what we're going to be discussing is uh, a really quick and easy model to use within your primary care consultation to address a person's smoking status and then effectively signpost or refer without kind of taking up too much of your time. So uh, my my name's Victoria Wright. I'm a Cancer Research UK facilitator as part of the clinical engagement team. Um, and I'm joined by two other people today to, to support this conversation. So Lucy, if I go over to you first to introduce yourself. Yeah, hi there. I'm Lucy Pickup. I work with Vicky as a Cancer Research UK facilitator as part of our clinical engagement team. Thank you, Richard. Hi, I'm Richard Roop. I'm a GP. I've been a GP in Hampshire for 30 years. And I'm the primary care advisor for Cancer Research UK and also the clinical advisor for cancer at the Royal College for GPs. Brilliant, thank you. So the three of us are actually working together as part of a a wider group in the Wessex Cancer Alliance primary care team. Um, So we're working across Wessex to support primary care in their role in in cancer prevention, screening and the earlier diagnosis of cancer. So if you did want to get in touch with the team at all, then we have put our contact details in the the notes um, attached to this, this podcast. So let's kind of go back to smoking then. Richard, if we come to you first. So we know that there's been a decline in, in smoking rates over the last few years. So why, why is smoking still such a, a public health issue? Why are we still talking about it? Yeah, so although we've made fantastic progress and in the last nine years, actually a third of smokers have quit, we still have a hardcore of about 14% of the adult population are still smoking. And smoking remains the biggest cause of preventable death, uh, preventable premature death, I should say. And as a result, it's the area where we can get the biggest bang for our buck in terms of investment of time, sweat and toil. That's really helpful. Thank you for that. And in terms of sort of the health inequalities, is that is there sort of, you know, is that something that that is a, a big issue when it comes to smoking? Yeah, it's a massive issue. The, there's a huge demographic gradient where the more affluent are smoking much less, uh, down to maybe sort of 8%. Uh, so really encouraging in that group. But in the more deprived, we still have rates getting on towards 30%. So a huge uh, demographic gradient. And if we were talking a little bit earlier about the premature death rate, uh, the discrepancy between rich and poor it's believed that over half of that difference is actually attributable entirely to the consequences of smoking. Oh, wow. That's really, yeah, really interesting. So in terms of the primary care role then, what, why, why are primary care so well placed to address this, this issue? It's really due to the incredible footfall. So despite what we're hearing in the media at present, uh, we know that uh, over one million folk cross our lintel Uh, every day. Uh, So we're having contact with over a million people every working day. So there's huge potential to reach that 14% who are still smoking and engage with them and encourage them to change that life behaviour. Brilliant, thank you. So Lucy, um, in terms of kind of the evidence, um, what is the evidence showing in terms of the most effective way to um, give up smoking? What advice do we need to be giving? 
So Vicky, there are three key elements for people to successfully stop smoking. Firstly, actually wanting to stop smoking. Not everyone will be ready or want to stop, but many will. And there are statistics to say that over half of smokers want to quit, but that they need to be supported with doing this. So willpower alone and going cold turkey isn't enough for most people. Which leads on to the second element, the need for really good quality support, such as that from the local wellbeing or stop smoking services. And finally, alongside this, people need evidence-based treatment. So medications, for example, nicotine replacement therapy or Champix. However, we do know that many people want to use e-cigarettes as a way to stop smoking. Richard, what would be your advice to clinicians about e-cigarettes? So e-cigarettes have a definite place. Quit smoking. And in fact, there's very good data that suggests that the man and woman on the streets, that they are actually looking to vaping as their choice of route to move from smoking actually to non-smoking and non-vaping. And uh, there's been some very good research that actually shows that vaping is more successful in a clinic environment with that professional support. It's more successful than NRT, both in terms of numbers giving up immediately, but also the one year still quitting rate is more favorable in the vaping group than in the NRT group. That's really helpful. Thanks, Richard. And I think actually now many stop smoking services are e-cigarette friendly as well, which really helps with that sort of so they can have that support, but use the e-cigarettes as well if they want to be using that as the method to stop smoking. Yeah. And there's some really interesting thoughts as to why that might be. And uh, one of them is actually the, so the social aspect of smoking. So for a lot of people, it gives that structure to the day and that they were going out to the vaping booze, sorry, the smoking booze. And by switching to vaping, they go to the vaping booth because you can't really justify if you're wearing an NRT patch to take a break from your desk. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? So um, in terms of kind of having the, having the conversation um, with patients about their sort of smoking, what, what are some of the kind of challenges that, that you might come across? What might put clinicians off of having this, this conversation or broaching the subject? Yeah, I think it's really interesting because for a long time we felt that we would be greeted with hostility. But again, there's very good research that shows that patients are almost expecting to be asked about their smoking status. Okay. And in a way, uh, and again, the research shows that they're almost disappointed if they come through your consulting room or through the e-consult or the telephone consult and that it's not actually mentioned. Uh, they almost <laughs> feel you don't care. So it's, it's almost the reverse of what we thought. And that actually most patients are, are very happy to talk about their smoking. And as we heard earlier from Lucy, well over half actually want to give up, uh, but are almost waiting for that prod, sometimes from a professional, because that's going to have more effect than a family member. Yeah, definitely. Anything to add, Lucy? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, absolutely, Richard. But I think some of it is sort of about how it's approached and sort of that's why we're going to be going on to talk about VBA. I think for some clinicians sort of, you know, they can think that it's going to be really time consuming having these conversations that can be off putting when you're sort of already so time constrained anyway. And I think you say that sort of patients expect to be asked about their smoking, but I suppose it's sort of, again, how are you asking about it? I think it can be easy to sort of feel like you're sort of nagging or lecturing people on smoking. So again, it's just sort of thinking about how you're doing it and sort of not creating that conflict with people when you're talking about it, but just signposting them in the right way. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think as, as we're going to find out in a, in a minute or two, 
Uh, the techniques have changed hugely from when some of us who are slightly longer in the tooth trained. And actually, we have to unlearn what we thought or maybe still think is the right way of approaching this. Mm. So what we've got um, in now, we're going to introduce a, a little clip um, of it's a really uh, very much a kind of how not to do um, not to do smoking advice. So this is kind of an example of how smoking cessation could, uh, advice could go wrong. So some of the kind of pitfalls that we've we've just talked about, some of the tra uh, traps that, that Lucy's highlighted and, and, and Richard. So I want to thank um, Dr. Alex Boback for providing these clips for us. Um, he is a GP specialist in smoking cessation and he's kindly offered these clips so if we play the clip now <coughs> okay so uh, here's your prescription for the antibiotics oh thank you doctor uh, before you go can I just ask are you a smoker oh yeah I'm afraid I am cigarettes yeah how many um, about 10 a day I know they're not good for me you've really got to stop you well, I have tried. It's just something seems to happen every single time and then I, I just start again. I see from your notes that uh, this is the fourth time you've been asking for antibiotics for your throat. You do realise that if you stopped smoking, you probably wouldn't be bothering this. Well, I'm not doing it because I want to. I have tried to stop loads of times. I, it's just so difficult. Well, you've obviously not tried hard enough. I have tried. I, I stopped for two weeks last summer. And then our Brittany got sick with the chicken pox and, and then I crashed the car and then the cat died and I, I was so stressed out, I just really needed a cigarette. Well, as your doctor, I have to tell you that you're doing your health no good whatsoever. You just don't understand how difficult my life is, doctor. You know, what with the kids and my mum and work and... Oh, it's all right for you. I bet you've never even smoked, have you? This isn't about me. You're the one who needs to stop smoking. I do know that. I even thought about buying those patches, but they cost a lot, don't they? But, but if you stop smoking, you'll save lots of money. Look, I, I'm perfectly prepared to give you a prescription if you're really serious about quitting. But then I've got to spend money on the prescription. I don't see the point of spending money on something I'm not quite sure I'd like using. But you're spending money on cigarettes that are killing you. Well, that's different. Look, um, I don't think we're going to get very far with this. Why don't we just agree You'll do your best to stop smoking with a little bit of willpower, okay? Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, that might seem like quite an exaggerated example, but it, it really does kind of give us an idea of um, how sort of smoking advice could really, really go wrong. And I wonder if that sort of is the kind of example in terms of how, you know, Richard, you were we're talking about how you learnt it back in back when you, you did your GP back training. In the day, yeah. yeah. And I think we very much given the line of if you don't give up, you're going to die. It will improve your health. It will save you money. Mm. And as that uh, little cameo uh, portrayed, actually, you just get into a, a slinging match that takes forever, and then you mm. wish you'd never started, and then that probably puts you off engaging with anyone else, probably for the rest of the day, if not the rest of the week. <laughs> So, um, Lucy, what would be a better way to sort of introduce us to this, this new technique? 
Yeah, so using the very brief advice model is a really good way to have these conversations. So VBA is just a simple form of advice designed for busy health professionals. It's evidence-based and it's endorsed by NICE, the RCGP and the National Centre for Smoking Cessation and Training. It can be used opportunistically in less than 30 seconds. It's not about getting into a conversation about smoking, it's just a really short intervention. And it can be used in almost any conversation with someone who smokes. So it works by telling people how to stop smoking and directing them to appropriate support and treatment. So VBA doesn't focus on lecturing the patient about the dangers of smoking. It's about planting that seed until the time's right for them to give up smoking. So it works by using the three A's approach. So firstly, ask. So establish and record the smoking status of the patient. So do you smoke? Are you still smoking? And then advise. So really just a simple statement advising that the best way to stop is with a combination of behavioural support and treatment, which can significantly increase their chance of successfully stopping. And then finally, act. The next step is to offer support and treatment according to how the person responds and what's available locally. People can take several attempts to quit smoking successfully. So it's really important to keep giving advice at every opportunity and ensure that the smoker knows that there are always options available to them to help them stop successfully, you know, when they're ready to do that. Brilliant. Thank you, Lucy. So just we've, we've got a few clips to give, give um, a bit of an example of, of VBA in action. So if we play those now. Well, here's your prescription. Uh, before you leave, can I just ask, do you smoke? Yeah, I'm afraid I do. Okay. So did you know that with the right support and uh, treatment, you're many times more likely to actually stop smoking? Well, I've tried to quit by myself, but it's so hard. Well, all you need to do is make an appointment at reception with Jane, our stop smoking advisor, and she'd be very happy to help you. Okay, I might just do that. Well, very best of luck. Great, so that all looks fine. Um, by the way, are you still smoking? Yeah, about 10 a day. Okay, so remember that with specialist support and medication, you are many times more likely to stop for good. What, you mean like with patches or...? You can use patches, but now there are many other things that can help you too. What you should do is call the local Stop Smoking service, who can put you in touch with a specialist who can go through all the options with you. Okay, thanks. No problem. Best of luck. Okay, well, let me know if you're not feeling better in a week. Oh, can I just ask before you go, do you smoke? Yes, uh, I know it's not good for me. Did you know with medical treatment and support, it's a lot easier to stop? I'm just not sure I'm ready to stop. Okay, no problem. But if you do change your mind, then just come back and see me. We can go through your options. Thanks. I'll think about that. Great. I'll see you next time. So those are kind of some some examples of how um, VBA may be able to be used in practice. But I think, Richard, it'd be really helpful to get kind of your perspective of, of sort of that, that real life situation and how that, this technique has worked for you in practice. Yeah, and I think the as we heard from those clips, it is incredibly quick. Uh, so it really can be done in about 30 seconds. We know that it's not helpful to and adds nothing to ask how much people smoke and how long they've smoked for. So just that simple question, do you smoke? And then giving that advice as to how to do it. So it's professional support and then some sort of chemical uh, addition to that. So either nicotine in whatever form, and there are many, many different forms, uh, or the tablets, Champix, 
um, it can be really helpful. And then vaping. Uh, so we were talking earlier about vaping. Uh, interestingly, the Royal College of GPs has a position statement on vaping and very much feels that it should be offered as one of the uh, co-equal options to support patients with that professional advice. The other thing that really makes a difference is uh, removing one of the hurdles, which is actually to offer to refer the patient directly. So certainly in Hampshire, there is the ability for the clinician, either the nurse or the doctor uh, or the paramedic or uh, uh, physician's associates to actually make that referral for the patient directly so that the uh, appointment is in the bag and ready to roll. That's really helpful, Richard. Thank you for that. So um, that's that's all um, today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope I hope that was useful. Um, as a sort of follow on from this, um, Lucy and I um, can offer some short VBA training sessions for your PCN. Um, and so if you'd like to arrange this, we have added the contact details to the podcast notes. So thanks again. And bye bye from us. Bye bye. Bye.